Why can't, why can't? It's all about the theatre. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. This will be your I first and last. I hope you're recording last. all of this. Weren't you like forced to study drama for your social interaction? Yeah, my nana thought I was shy, so she put me in drama. <laughs> Look how that's worked out. <laughs> <laughs> G'day listeners, it's your host Matt here and I'd like to welcome you all to another episode of The Revel Brewing Show. For those of you tuning in for the very first time, we're coming to you from Balimba in Brisbane, Australia and we discuss all aspects of the culture that encapsulates independent craft beer. On this episode, we're joined by the lovely Emma and Grace Cuthbert. For the love of Grace was brewed in honour of Emma and Matt's daughter and it's certainly a special beer. This is a treat you'll definitely want to get your hands on to cellar and savour with friends. Without further ado, roll the intro. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Beer with the Brewer and his wife today. Yes. Emma, how are we? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good, thanks. Maddie? I'm always well, mate. Always well. Good to be here always with you well. and the and, family. And the star of the show, Grace, how are you going? Awesome. That's, that sounds fantastic. Good. Very developed. Speaking fluently now. Hey. <laughs> so today we are going to crack this little bad boy open that has been slightly cellaring for a little bit. Um, maybe the maybe same age as her. Somewhere yeah, around there. Roughly. Roughly around there. I think it is. I think it is. So um, similar incubation time. Yeah. So uh, Belgian strong ale for the love of grace. Um, let's crack it open and see how this one goes. Oh, I thank you. Leatherman. Here's one I prepared earlier. Really good, very, very good, very good. As you can see, all class. Wax sealed. Wax sealed. Good fun, that wax sealing. Oh, absolute dream. Opened with the Grace bottle <laughs> opener. Being Maybe Father's Day recently. Maybe. <clears throat> Have we got it? Come on, you can do it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Does it open that way? <clears throat> we heard a little. Whoosh. That's a good sign. Just, I don't want to break it on film, so <laughs> it's all good. No pressure. No pressure. So I'll have a little tipple of this one because yes. it's um, quite high in the ABV scale. That's uh, sitting at 16, 16 point one percent and it's always that point one that's always gotcha cool so maddie tell us a little bit about this bad boy Whoa. or girl you could say cheers oh, that's bloody fantastic cheers Emma. cheers gracie thank you cheers. for putting the inspiration into this beer so the uh idea or inspiration behind this one um Obviously, we knew we were having the baby, mm. so we thought we'd throw together a beer um, to release when she was born. Yep. Um, and then to have each year on her birthday um, up until she was 18, mm -hmm. which may be a little ambitious, but that was the sort of plan at the start. <laughs> um, so for a beer to last that long, firstly, it needs to be reasonably strong. Mm -hmm. um, so in brewing this, we were sort of aiming for maybe a 12, 12.5% Belgian strong ale. But, you know, brewing as it goes, it never usually yes. goes to plan, does it? No, this one certainly didn't. <laughs> so the brew day was fine. Emma came in heavily pregnant, um, yeah. milled a few kilograms of malt. Grace was just lying around. Yeah, Grace was lying around in the inside. 
ready to come out. It was, it was <laughs> what, the October, I think it was. And she, I was due November. Yeah, yeah so, so yeah, pretty close. Very, so very heavily written. I think we allowed four or five weeks from Ooh. the brew day um, up until when Grace was born for the beer to be ready. Um, so I went did the brew. The brew went really well. Yeah. Um, pitched the yeast, the Belgian strong yeast. Um, it fermented out. I thought it had fermented out really quickly. So we're like, oh, cool, that's done. Um, checked it. I went, oh, it's still a little bit sweet. Mm -hmm. um, so it started quite high. I think it was around 25, 26 Play-Doh, which is pretty high in beer yeah. terms. Um, enough to make the 12.5% alcohol anyway. Um, and the, it looked like the fermentation had actually stalled. So we tried a few things to sort of uh, get the yeast going again, stirring up the tank, a couple of other things to um, get it happening to finish the fermentation. Yeah. Um, and it stopped at about 12 Play-Doh, which is about midway through the ferment, so okay. it's still really sweet. Um, that's probably enough to make another 6% booze. Righto. Um, so I'm like, well, what's it going to do? What's it going to do? Tried this for maybe two or three weeks and just nothing was happening. I thought, all right, I'm going to have to put more yeast in there. Um, I think I bought some yeast over from this brewery and put it into the beer. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's five different types of yeast in yeah, this one, Yeah, and then ended up doing that a couple of different times. And every time I did something like that, it just looked like it was bubbling again. Yeah. There wasn't a lot happening. We'd measure it and it hadn't really moved. Um, and then in the fridge over at Oxford Street, we actually had some low-carb enzyme. Mm. So what that does is turn the unfermentable sugars into fermentable sugars, yep. um, basically. Uh, sort of left that. And by this stage, um, we'd had grace and the beer's still sitting in the tank. <laughs> so we didn't quite make the, um, the Dubai date. And she was actually a couple of weeks late as well. Gave me a couple more weeks to yes. get it ready. Um, and then leading up to Christmas, all of a sudden we're sitting there having a beer at Oxford Street. I'm like, that's bubbling again. Woo <laughs> I'm like, wow, it's actually something happening. Um, and then sort of semi forgot about it over Christmas. Come back in two weeks and taste it. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> now it's got a bit going Finally. on. Um, and I think it had fermented down to maybe four or five Play-Doh by this stage. Yep. So I was nearing the completion of the fermentation. I thought, oh, that's pretty good if it finishes here. It's over 10%. Yeah. We sort of might achieve what we're going for. Um, and then come in about a week later and test it again. I'm like, ooh, now it's really dry and it tastes quite boozy. <laughs> <laughs> so we come here and we put it through our alkalizer and it, I think, came out at 18%. It nearly broke the alkalizer. Yeah, <laughs> and we're like, no, it can't be that high. So I sent it off to get it uh, tested yeah. um, off-site. Mm. And 16.1 was the final ABV. So... It did overachieve a little bit from the 12 we're aiming for. Just like you, mate. Always, <laughs> yeah, always trying to overachieve. Okay. That is our, that's our highest percent. Yeah, definitely. So beer. that's like as strong as like, or stronger than most Shiraz. Mm. Almost getting into fortified territory. So the end result, um, initially, it was pretty full on because it was so big and strong. Yeah, it was. But now it's, we bottled this oh, a few months ago now. <clears throat> so it's had some time to condition in the bottle. Yep. Um, you can see the carbonation is um, bottle conditioning, yep. sort of just coming up. It's light. The thing as well, because it's so alcoholic, that's actually foam negative. Mm. So it won't really hold foam. Um, alcohol is like a solvent. Yep. But that's got a little bit of foam, it's got a little bit of fizz. Certainly, uh, certainly solvent. It's really rich aroma. So it is. I think it's. Um, I think the sweetness from when we when we first pulled it out to now, it's still on the aroma, but when you drink it, that really, that sharp sweetness has yeah, it almost really disappe disappeared and you're getting dry. a really nice, I don't know, like, 
like apricotty mm. type of mouthfeel and, and and aroma coming coming from that as well. So um, I think it'd be nice. It's really mature cheese and mm. like um, a nice sort of board whole platter. <laughs> so, Chachachudery. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. I'll even dessert. Yeah, oh, yeah. Christmas pudding or something. <clears throat> but yeah, no, definitely that is really. <clears throat> Ba balanced out, I think. Really balanced out. So I think now the idea was always to hold a little while. Yeah. We've done a beer this big and then release it. So mm -hmm. it's probably looking like it's ready to release and make its way out into the wide world. Yes. Um, we did a handful of cans. I think we did 50 cases of cans. Yep. When it was fresh. Yep. They actually sold a lot quicker than we thought. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, oh, yeah, we'll we sat around and like, a little no, bit and then boom, all of we a sudden they're gone. that many cases and they're all gone. I think people were a bit excited. By yeah. The beer and how big it was. Getting like 48 standard drinks in <laughs> yeah. a carton. So I've seen it pop up on a couple of the beer websites yeah. over the past couple of months. So it's good to see it out there and people enjoying it. Yeah. Um, we've also put in 200 odd litres into an ex whiskey barrel that we have aging here at the brewery. Yep. Um, and then just smelling the barrel, it smells amazing. Mm. So I'm very interested to see how that comes out. Yeah, we've got time. a couple of barrels now that we're doing a few bits and pieces with. Yeah. We've got the Shiraz barrels, we've got some whiskey barrels. So I think some of them are probably coming up to look to, yeah, to well, kind I of put into a bottle. Yeah, I think we did that maybe, maybe three months ago. Um, put the beer into the barrel, the Grace beer, and then also some Imperial Stout. So I'm interested to see how that comes out. Yes, I can't wait for that So Imperial. we've done the one in the past in the Shiraz barrel, the Imperial Stout, this mm -hmm. one in a whiskey barrel. Mm. So should be really nice. Oh, I can't wait for that one. Yeah. I've bagged so 200 litres of it. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you had about 200 litres of the last oh, yeah, one. I reckon I did. <laughs> I reckon I did. Yeah. So yeah, pretty interesting one. Um, she's, uh, what is she now, nearly 10 months? Yeah. So on her first birthday, we'll sit around, probably on the safety of our own couch. Yes. Crack a bottle open and enjoy it. She'll be spectating. <laughs> yeah. Be long in bed. We might be yabbering like that after we yeah. <laughs> After a couple, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So Em, did you, um, well one, what do you think of the beer? I think it's good. I yeah. think it's turned out really well. I mean, when we kind of tasted it through the process, the fermentation process, you know, it was, was as Matt said, it was quite sweet at mm. the beginning. Um, but yeah, it's really mellowed out. It's, um, I mean, you know, it's not often that you kind of breastfeeding and everything that I actually get to <laughs> enjoy any of it. But um, the little little sips every now and then, yeah, it's really changed and developed over the over the ten months that it's been aging. And yep. um, you know, it very much reminds me of um, the the Holgate mm. Double Trouble, which is like the uh, a quad. No, ah, uh, uh, the Bilzy Bubs. The Bilzy Bubs. That's the one I'm thinking yeah. of. Um, yeah, which is a Belgian ale. It's a quad Belgian ale that we really love from back home in Victoria. Yeah, fantastic. So I'd actually, I've tasted this a couple of times on tap at Oxford Street. Mm -hmm. And it, in the bottle, it tastes a bit different, I think. It's actually, mm. to me, it's a lot richer. And, yeah, I think so. Um, probably with um, our bottling process may not be the best for oxygen pickup. So I think it's probably picked up a little bit of oxygen in the process. Um, but then it's re-fermented and eaten that oxygen. It's actually sort of changed the flavour of the beer. Yeah, definitely. Almost, I think, in a positive way. It's almost like candied orange or verging on marmalade. Mm, yeah, 100%. You said 100%, apricot, that so apricot. that sort of jammy. A lot of, lot yeah. of stone fruit yeah, coming through. Yeah, which can be from oxidation, um, but yeah, it sort of suits a beer this big. Yeah. And I'm, I am actually pleasantly surprised uh, with that, 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 that the flavour and everything that's coming from this, <clears throat> because I do remember 
being quite put off by the booziness and like just it was just so intense when when it was fresh. Yeah, it was. It was just so intense. It really, really needed just, time to mature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now <laughs> thinking back and 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 tasting it then when it was nice and young, um, and to now see how this bottling um, bottle conditioning has transformed this um, into such it's much it's a way more mature mm. beer. Yeah. That's come from it. So Well you think um, of wine, like they're really obviously high yeah. ABV and really flavoursome and aggressive flavours, I guess. Yeah. And then that's the reason they age them. Mm. So like a Shiraz might be in a barrel for three or four years before it's released. Yep. Or even longer. So all those flavours can sort of mellow out and mm. come together. So yep. obviously we've never done a beer this big. The biggest probably being a ten and a half percent Imperial Stout prior yeah. to this. Yep. So yeah, you sort of the way you handle it is a lot different than the way it matures. So it's interesting project yeah no it's fantastic and i think it's come out really well pretty exciting to see what happens with the barrel mm. 200 odd liters of the barrel yeah different we'll different flavors well, that'll, yeah. that'll pick up as well absolutely scarily it might actually make it more alcoholic too being uh -oh. in a whiskey barrel <laughs> <laughs> oh well that'll be a fun day on the chris chrismatic 2000 yes. <laughs> my, my knock a few zeros off that. The bike to work that day. <laughs> it's always fun always yes. fun all right. Well, guys, look around for this bad boy. It's going to be a um, pretty limited release, um, purely because of one being hand bottled and waxed and aged and everything like that. So um, we'll definitely have it at the tap rooms as well and probably some more specific uh, crafty venues also. Mm. Um, but we'll, we'll throw up where you can, uh, where you can grab that from. Um, but well done. Well done. I'm, I'm, pleasantly surprised in how this is this has turned out and if you mm. did get some of the cans and you did drink some of them um quite young um definitely get your hands on this and 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 see the difference um in aroma and, and flavor profile as well um I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll be definitely surprised as i am so anyway we'll continue to sip yes. on this <laughs> for a little longer maybe not emma too much um <laughs> But uh, well done, Maddie. Cheers for that. Cheers. Thanks, Emma. Pleasure. Thanks for being the other half. That's it. The more important. Cheers. Hey, Gracie, Cheers, thanks Grace. for you. Thanks for the inspiration. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. All right, guys, we'll won't end on that and we'll sip this away into the afternoon. Um, have a look for the socials where this is at and uh, enjoy. Cheers. 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 G'day listeners, it's your host Matt here again and I just want to say a quick thank you for listening to this episode. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook page at Revel Brewing Co. Balimba or send us a DM on Instagram. Our handle is at Revel Brewing Co., all one word. Again, if you like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe on your podcast player to stay in the loop. If you're from the local Brisbane area, we'd love to see you in the brewery sometime in Oxford Street, Balimba. Until next time, remember... Good people drink good beer.